0: Thank you for joining the Move the Stairs podcast. I'm Diane Mulligan with my colleagues Mitch Jelniger and Jordan Sherman.
1: You may be wondering, what does Move the Stairs mean?
2: It's our philosophy, how we look at every challenge as an opportunity.
0: When you move the stairs, you take the steps other people might not, creating customer loyalty, nurturing great relationships with the media, and building a resilient CBD, hemp, and medical marijuana brand.
1: Over the next 20 minutes or so, We'll talk with the brightest minds, the savviest business leaders, and reporters in the CBD space. You'll learn
2: how brand protection PR can help your CBD, hemp, or medical marijuana business stand head and shoulders above your competitors.
0: And you'll be on your way to making the most of any challenge. That's what we call Move the Stairs. Let's get started.
1: Welcome to the Move the Stairs podcast. This is episode 91. We are recording on Monday, September 18th, 2023. We're happy you're here to join us for today's exciting conversation.
2: We are excited to be joined by Stephanie Reiser. She's the founder and CEO of Acknowledge Farms to talk about her regenerative farm and how that branding helps tell a unique story.
0: You know we're also going to talk to stephanie about customer loyalty as we do in every podcast and how her regenerative farm really makes a difference for her
1: and in our insider media relations segment we're going to talk about how she believes understanding your targeted media's audience can move your brand forward And Stephanie also has an extensive background in government
2: as a self-described policy wonk who worked along Capitol Hill with the governor of California and as the head of the New Maryland Hemp Organization and sits on the Maryland Ag Commission, which she sees coming up the next three to six months, um, what she expects to see here in the next three to six months during our building a resilient CBD brand segment. So Without further ado, we'll get started and bring Stephanie into the studio. Good morning, Stephanie. Thank you for joining us today. How are you?
3: Good morning. I'm great. Thanks for having me on the podcast.
2: Can you tell us a little bit more about you, your background, how you got started, how you came to be with Acknowledge Farms?
3: Yeah, sure. Thanks. Um, I've been in the Washington D.C. area. I think that's important to locate us um, um, for over thirty years now, and. Um, but I got started with Acknowledge as sort of the next entrepreneurial journey when we purchased a farm in Maryland, only a little bit more than an hour away from DC. So that's what really got me onto the, launching the farm as a business. Um, and that's what brought me here today.
1: There you go. Like that farming and Congress, you got them both covered there, you're in good shape. Exactly. Well, we know one of the big challenges we hear all the time from CBD companies, this is yeah, the field's so crowded. I'm trying to make myself stand out, let the consumer know I'm there and build that loyalty from from customers. You made a, a point to tell the story of how your hemp farm is a regenerative farm. So tell us a bit more about that story, why that's important.
3: Yeah, thanks for asking, um, because that's really where the brand story starts, was the purchase of the farm, and from the very get-go, what we needed to do was bring that farm back to life. It had not been um, farmed for actively for over 20 years, but it was a really historic um, property in that community. So we knew from the get-go that we were going to be organic and and really employ the most um modern um, and updated environmentally conscious methodologies um, to our farm before we knew exactly where we were going to land on on the brand and any of the crops coming out of the farm. So we knew um, we wanted to be regenerative organic certified and when we started looking at hemp and the opportunity that um, hemp was presenting in the marketplace, we knew that that was a great marriage for the environmental concerns that we had to bring to our farm as well as what the market was asking for. You know, Stephanie, I'd love for you to define the word regenerative. What does that mean? In fact, it's hard to say to
0: be real honest.
3: Yeah. (laughs) So everybody kind of knows where organic is. But I think that also people understand that in some respects, that term has gotten diluted, as well as the fact that we've just grown beyond that. Regenerative organic agriculture, which is where we are um, certified at the silver level, is that next level of farming. So it's really understanding the health of your soil and focusing on on soil health and doing it in a manner that mimics Mother Nature and tries to recreate those natural systems that you find in a healthy ecosystem and recreate them on the farm. So we're really focused on healthy soil as a living component and making sure we're feeding all of the health in that soil. And then that translates to the next level for our plants.
0: That's really interesting. So do you think that telling that story about the regenerative farm can help you build customer loyalty, can really give you an edge, can people really feel like they're, they're doing something special on top of the fact
3: that they're buying CBD? 100%, we 100% believe that because we believe that the best products and the best plants come from the healthiest plants and they come from the healthiest environment. Um, and that's what we're doing. We're building that environment. And this is not a, you know, one one time, one shot, implement one practice and you're better or you're done. This is something that's a constant improvement. Every year we're trying to go to the next level. So um, we're being um, advised by and, and graded by the Regenerative Organic Alliance when they come in and visit our farm every year. And we're constantly being pushed to adopt more methodologies. So those look like diversifying plant life um, diversifying the crops that you're bringing the insect and and animal life but the other part of regenerative organic farming is making sure that you're treating the community and um, your staff and your business in a holistic manner so we're also considering all of that um, so from our perspective, we know plants that are grown in soil, that are in the healthiest soil, are giving you the best possible outcome. And we know that that's what our customers are looking for. They're looking for that best Product And this isn't just our beliefs. This is now being borne out by more and more research. Columbia University just did a study comparing hydroponic cannabis to um, uh, cannabis grown in living soil. And, you know, of course, the living soil just confirmed our beliefs and blew it away in terms of the diversity of cannabinoids in the plant, Mm -hmm. the um, the amount of cannabinoids in the plant, as well as the diversity and amount of terpenes in the plant.
2: It sounds like you, you really do. You encompass that regenerative word. Um, I love how you explain that. You know, it's not just in the, the hemp that you're growing, but also in the, the culture that you've instilled at Acknowledged Farms with your employees. I'm wondering what other, you know, targeted tactics are you using to keep consumers coming back? The regenerative farm is kind of like the umbrella shield. That's what people know you for. Can you provide any really specific kind of targeted uh, methods that you're using to say, hey, you know who we are? Um, We're that regenerative farm. uh, but Also, we're doing A, B, C and D as well.
3: Well, we're really focused on building community. And I think we're not necessarily um, we're not creating anything. groundbreaking in terms of the way we're doing it, but we're using social media, we're using um, events, we're getting out into the community. So there's, you know, all the things that you would normally employ um, employ to build that community but we're also very passionate about education we're passionate about advocacy like what we're doing we understand that this is different and and it's going to take a lot of communication with our neighbors within our community with other farmers to understand why we're doing this why are we changing, why are we taking a different way of of doing our business to convince them to also employ those methodologies so we're we're really developing a lot of educational and we're investing a lot of time into that and into advocacy to make sure we're bringing the community in, in multiple ways. I love that holistic approach. It's really wide
0: ranging. And I can see how that would absolutely build customer loyalty, as well as the fact that when you were talking about the soil, and how the plants are delivering the product you want them to deliver and the experience you want them to deliver. You know, We've seen so much research on, that's one of the most important things that customers are looking for is to have the same experience every time. And, and it sounds like that's exactly what you're doing. So that's fantastic. You know, Stephanie, we're all journalists here at MNC Communications, and we're very always very interested in talking about insider media relations and how you use the media um, to really get your story out there. what is do you, What do you think is your best target media to reach out to?
3: Mm, I guess I- I'm not sure I would have one best. We're so n- new as a brand. We're still, you know, um, getting feedback from our customers and learning all of that. But I think any outlet that is speaking to wellness and balance overall, that's definitely one of our targeted media outlets. Um, nature and beauty also, um, overlays onto that because we're talking not just about, um, sort of your inner beauty, but the, the, the beauty of nature and why we need to value and and treasure that, um, media outlets that really focus on positive and intentional consumers, people who are looking for there to be an intention behind their brand, or they want to understand that the things that they're consuming on a daily basis are helping, with the problem instead of adding to the problem, they want fixes, they want that holistic thing. Um, And plant, anybody who's talking to plant-based solutions, we can obviously dive down into the more um, nuanced things like agriculture specific or cosmetic or beauty specific, but it's really those holistic things that are the, the, the best places for our message.
1: Awesome. You know, if I'm a reporter and I'm doing a story and trying to find somebody in this realm, and it's a pretty crowded field, so I'm going to be looking for the one maybe i built up a little relationship with or I see is pretty active on social media, involved with the industry. But in your case, you've got another little uh, uh, you check the box and that's your political experience. How do you leverage that political experience when you're talking with reporters? How would you do that?
3: Well, I think that um, politics, it's uh, people kind of say, well, the business community or the economic economic issues are over here and politics is something different, but it's a marketplace of ideas. So you're really bringing that same kind of approach in politics that you would in business. Um, So I think that, you know, it just gives you an opportunity to speak with reporters in a way that you're being advocates about what you're talking about. Um, I don't necessarily leverage my political background except for understanding how to be really a good advocate and talk about conceptual ideas and make the, draw the distinctions or the connections between what somebody is talking about or thinking about or reporting on and why you need to be paying attention to it. So it's drawing those connections and doing so in a clear manner. That's good for advocacy. That's good for the media stuff as well.
2: Yeah. Well, given, given where you live too, Stephanie, that's really important because so many reporters have that political mindset. So how you talk to them may be totally different than how you might talk to somebody uh, say at a conference that you go to right
3: yes 100 percent. i think again just bringing it back to whatever the reporter is working on so that you understand sort of where they're starting from and then um, making the connections for that
2: you are also an artist from what i understand and one of the founders of the nicholson project which is a paid artist residency program um, and Neighborhood Garden in Washington, DC, which is really cool, by the way. Thank you. Have you ever considered your work in the art world could potentially be a unique angle to not only get a reporter's attention, but also intrigue potential customers to take a deeper look at Acknowledge Farm CBD?
3: Yes, I, th- I think so. I, I um, But that I would say that wasn't the point of starting the Nicholson Project, mm-hmm. Um I would say that the work I'm doing at the Nicholson Project is deep, targeted, transformational work at a local level with a lasting commitment to structural change and to make a real difference in a hyper-local area. And I think that that translates very clearly to the approach I've taken at Acknowledged Farms, where we're doing deep, targeted, transformational work that's intended to make real structural changes in the way farming's done, in the way cannabis is grown, in the way it's presented and consumed and utilized by um, customers. So to me, even though they're, they might look very different on the surface, it's really very much the same work. And the kind of work we're doing in the Nicholson Project, particularly with the garden that's there, again, a very holistic message about the importance of what you need in a community in order for it to be healthy, which has to be both, you know, structural change as well as access to beauty, access to nature, access to healthy foods. Um, So that underlines all of my work. What I can tell you is,
2: even though you may not be using that as a tactic for media coverage, as reporters are doing their vetting, and they're looking you up online, they're seeing that you're involved in these types of things. So they're seeing that you have this regenerative um, umbrella surrounding your business, and they're seeing that you're talking the talk with your business and walking the walk, you know, as yourself. So um, that is moving the needle, whether you know it or not. <laughs> yeah, that stands
1: out. Yeah, that would stand out to report it for sure. To find yeah. someone that's knowledgeable like that, you know, the businesses are well. They always want to kind of prepare themselves for whatever you know unknowns are around the corner, and there always are, especially in this industry, right? With so many things up in the air uh, and weather those storms. That's where we always help clients kind of build up their reputation, so when that storm hits, they're prepared. But also. Sometimes it feels like a crisis and we help them show them that sometimes that's also an opportunity uh, to share about what's going on. So this is one of our favorite parts of the program because we talk about building a resilient brand. And so with your experience on Capitol Hill. So this is the crystal ball moment, right? (laughs) What do you think is the likelihood that would we see some movement on the CBD issue by the FDA?
3: yeah, thanks. Um, well, I might know more um, or have some more insight at the end of this week, as you know, the u s. hemp Roundtable. You guys have been involved with that organization. I'm a member of that organization and some of their um, committee work. Um, we're coming into Washington this week and we'll be meeting with state leg- um uh, with different delegations on the House and the Senate side. And um so we'll be we'll have a lot more up to-date thing. I think that for most people to understand the process in d c, the ones, as as painfully slow as Congress can be, the the agencies can also be equally slow, or sometimes even more slow and more deliberative. And that's not necessarily a bad thing because we've designed these systems so that they are. There is need for deliberation. There's need for engagement from all the different um, um, sources or all the different stakeholders around any given in, interest, so that then it kind of gets. You know, worked out and and, um, no one side gets all of it. So I don't think the FDA is going to move with a great deal of haste, even though we're pressuring them as an industry. You know, they're getting pressure from lots of different points. They are still in that, like, bring it all in, absorb the information, kind of wait in and figure out where the good solution is. I think that's going to continue to be a very slow pace.
2: Stephanie, I'd ask, you know, what are your hopes for the new Farm Bill? And then, you know, as a, as a secondary question, do you think that we're going to see a bill this year? Especially now that we have the um, suggested rescheduling of cannabis, is that now going to throw a monkey wrench in how you know what the timeline may look like for this legislation to be passed?
3: Thank you. Um, uh, from my perspective as a farmer, the number one thing I would like to see tr- um, addressed in terms of the farm bill is the raising of that THC cap at the plant level to bring it up to 1%. We're really getting in the weeds on that, no pun intended, but that would give a lot of leverage to the farmers without really compromising any kind of health or safety for the community. So that's number one. In terms of prognostication for this fall, why um, I do not know whether we will see a farm bill get um, um, completed this year. And I don't think that really deals um, has anything to deal with the cannabis side of things with the mm-hmm. declassification um, versus just what else is on Congress's plate. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen some, they've just come back from their August recess. We've got two weeks or something like that before potential shutdown. Um, and a lot of, Politicking over, you know, whether or not the on the Republican side on the House, whether or not they're going to let the Speaker move forward in negotiations to to get the budget passed and you know the indictment or the potential impeachment rather um, inquiry into the president. There's a lot going on here that um, frankly is taking way more of the headlines away than the farm bill. So I think it could easily slip.
0: Yeah, you know it really does. It takes it sucks all the oxygen out of the room when they come back from their recess and they have that last, that last sprint till the end of the year. And when you have things like budget and all, it's, yes, I agree completely. Um, how about in Maryland though? I mean, um,
3: what do you think you could see any changes in the state of Maryland? Oh, I'm sure there's gonna be changes in Maryland. We just um, brought about the legalization, the rec program this past session. So that was passed by ballot initiative in the fall. Um, early this spring, our, our local um, legislature had to enact the, the laws around bringing legalization to um, to Maryland. So that opened up the market in July. Um, of course, they've staggered who has licenses and when that's going to happen. Um, so, and, and they understand that cannabis, this larger issue of cannabis, and where do you draw the line between different types of products and who has access through what mechanisms, these are things that these different legislatures are going to be working on for probably years, decades maybe, in terms of where do we actually fine tune all of this regulation. So 100%, we're going to continue to see, um, focus on this in the political realm in Maryland for the next session and then after that and after that.
0: So Stephanie, I have one more question for you. What is it when you're looking at the end of the year here, what's the one thing that you're preparing for at Acknowledge Farms that you think you should, you should have all your ducks in a row just to make sure that your reputation is safe, that you're in a good place from a business standpoint with CBD? What, what's the one thing that you think that, that's on your mind between now and the end of the year?
3: Um, For me, I'm just constantly focusing on the quality of those plants. So as a farmer, we're making sure we get the plants to harvest. That's only probably three to four weeks away for most of these plants, that we're doing it in a way that is adhering to all the regulations. So we want to absolutely make sure we're not running afoul of any of that and that we're bringing the best and highest quality. So once those plants come out of the field, that we get them dried in the best of manner and we get them to extraction just as quickly as possible. And that we're doing, taking our care on those batch extractions to get the highest and best cannabinoid and terpene profile for our customers. Well, and that kind of brings it all back around. This has
0: been a great interview. Thank you so much, Stephanie. I really appreciate it. Stephanie's here from Acknowledge Farms. And we just wanted to, Thank you for taking the time, especially three weeks before Harvest, to join us on the Move the Stairs podcast. Thanks so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Well, she was great, wasn't she? I mean, oh, my gosh. That was a – I just felt like that that whole interview just flew because she had so much information. You know, um, I really liked – she used the words not only regenerative but intentional that everything you can, you just get that from her, that everything she does is intentional. And when you can build trust, when you can get that across, that what you're doing, you're taking your time with, you're making sure that you're doing it the best way possible. I think that really helps build that customer loyalty.
1: Absolutely, yeah. She kept talking about telling the customers her story, and how they take steps to make that product the best. Now, when you're in the business, that may think, well, that's kind of inside baseball. That's not very interesting, but I, the consumer picks up on that and that builds that trust with them and builds that, that, that loyalty. And then when talking about insider media relations, uh, you know, she used the word advocacy, also education, which is very important. We were talking as a reporter, you're looking for those people that are on top of these subjects. But really, sometimes you're educating some of those reporters and you're advocating for the entire industry when you're telling that story. And, and
2: lastly, uh, you know, Stephanie, without hesitation, you know, said, I would really like to see uh, the THC level be raised from uh, up to one percent, which would be you know, dramatically helpful um, for farmers yeah. um, who are farming hemp with the new farm bill. But you know, as we know, there's a there's a lot of red tape that happens in Congress, and when you're you know staring down the barrel of a looming shutdown, uh, (laughs) things are not looking too great. And we know there's going to be political uh, back and forth for both sides. So, Stephanie, um, what you know stuck out to me is, hey, you know, we're we're in the same spot that we always have been. We're waiting on FDA. We're waiting on Congress. We know that these things can can take a long time but we're also used to it so we're hanging in there
1: <laughs> yeah. you know it's interesting we all want we wish congress and the fda did something yesterday right sure. yeah, but she was talking about being a little patient because it's it, we know this is not a, a fast process so right. good, good 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 advice there
2: Yeah. well thank you
1: again stephanie reiser for
2: joining us on the move the stairs podcast and thank you for listening we hope you'll join us again soon for our next all new episode of the move the Stairs podcast.
0: Thank you again for listening to the Move the Stairs podcast. You may be wondering where the phrase move the stairs comes from. It's my life's mantra and MNC's commitment to our clients. It's a nod to a defining moment in my television news career. You know, in news, you have to be first with the story, no excuses. And one night I had to get the first TV news interview with a senatorial candidate after he accepted the nomination on stage. I noticed the stairs leading off the stage were taking the candidate directly to my competitors, but what could I do? So I looked around and I noticed the stairs were on wheels. I walked over and bolted the stairs and moved them so the candidate walked off the stage right to my team first. At MNC Communications, our years in the media taught us there's always a way to move the stairs to make the best possible outcome happen for our clients.